I wonder how come Dean Cameron never duetted with Whitney Houston. I'm Justin. Dreaming of pulling your face off and actually being somebody else is one thing, but dreaming of teddy bears made to walk the plank, now that's just crazy, lady. I'm Sam. Rocky love. I'm a rocky vampire lady, ooh yeah. With a bad cold, so it probably don't sound real great. Fuck you, love. That's about as good as the music's gonna get in this movie. I'm Jackie, and just in case you didn't know, this is Rockula on Stinker Madness. Hello, and welcome to Stinker Madness. Uh, sorry about last week. Uh, we were off two weeks in a row because Jackie went to a conference in Las Vegas and immediately came back and got everybody sick because Vegas is a den of sin and so it's God's vengeance upon her for going there. Don't go there. It's a moral of the story. <laughs> so we couldn't yeah, record last there. night or last week. I, I was there for a week and then uh, I got back and I slept for three days because I was so... You literally uh, slept... 36 hours of 48 for 48 hours. You slept 36 of them. That is gotta be some kind of like, uh, who's the guy that sleeps the fairy tale guy that sleeps. Rip Rumpelstiltskin. Rip Van Winkle. No. That's gotta be some Rip yeah. Van Winkle shit right there. Get, yeah. Call, and call I'm Guinness. still, I'm still getting over it. So yeah. yeah Sorry I'm about not, that listeners. I'm at about 70%. I'm not feeling great, so Sam might be the only funny person on this podcast today, which may not be the truth at all, if you no, don't find I've Sam I've actually <laughs> had a cough lingering for seven weeks now. It's okay. not, like, bad anymore, but I just, like, will cough for no reason. It's stupid. You might want to get that checked out. I don't think that's how things are supposed to go. Yeah. Yeah. You might have, uh, what's that, CPAP? TB. TB. Yeah, you might have. <laughs> But you might have tuberculosis. You might have consumption. <laughs> always, always keep do a handkerchief ever... handy, Sam. Yeah. Do Do you have uh, blood that comes up when you cough? Red, no. that's, red. That's an indication. Yeah. Brown pants and red handkerchiefs. Uh, let's get into this. Uh, this week on the podcast, it's a movie from 1990 starring Dean Cameron, some really good-looking lady that has no talent, and uh, uh, the. Not uh, Tony Basil, Basil. Uh, she's yeah. saying, Mickey, you're so fine. Uh, Bo Diddley is in this, which is odd. And anybody else? I think that covers it. Thomas Dolby. Thomas Dolby. I forgot Thomas. She blinded me with science. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> uh, Suzanne Tyrell. Who says Suzanne Tyrell? She's the bartender. No, oh, okay. But she's in like Five Easy Pieces, mm -hmm. Fat City. Okay. Nominated for an Academy Award. She's she's been around forever. All right, all right. She actually didn't even make the boring bullshit because Dean Cameron was so interesting. Yeah, right. Um, it's called Black Blackula. Blackula Strikes Back. Back Blackula. Scream. Blackula. Scream. Uh, currently streaming on Amazon Prime. So go, Sam. So this movie was actually shot in 1988. And that's the year that Canyon Canon is going is filing bankruptcy. Yeah, we so, we uh we fell ass backwards into this. We didn't realize he was even a Canon movie. Like we didn't choose it because of that. We were like, hey, look, there it is. Yeah, because you're like 1990. That can't be right. Uh, so what happened was is that um they're filing bankruptcy, and so this movie is one of the ones that 
gets shelved for X amount, and then it only gets a couple of reels, and it only gets the minimum order of VHS tapes. So we're surprised that this survived kind of a thing. Right, right. Um, And it was two years after it they even shot it, which was be weird because that lines this up to being made before Ski School. Right. And also Men at Work was made before Ski School, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make any sense to me because I thought that Ski School would be the reason that Dan Cameron exists at any level. And it's not. He'd actually done TV. He did uh, Summer School. Dean Cameron. You said Dan. Dan Cameron's the uh, coach of the Detroit Lions. No, it's Dan Campbell. Dan Campbell. MCDC. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so he did Summer School... With Mark Harmon before. Right. That's probably the big movie one that he did, but he did a TV movie. Okay. What's interesting about this TV movie, also with Mark Harmon, Hmm. starring Mark Harmon, it's called The Prince of Bel-Air. Oh. Now it gets weirder. (laughs) To the one, we're going to dive deeply into the most ridiculously... uh, Impossibly unimportant coincidence that I've ever uh, stumbled across on this program because it has no relevance to anything, but it's just like, this is so coincidental. Mm -hmm, It's mm -hmm. weirdly coincidental. So he's in the, he's in Prince of Bel-Air. Okay. This is made in 1988. Okay. The same year that he's the DJ, I'm the rapper comes out. He writes the song. (laughs) Dean Campbell wrote his own songs for this movie. He wrote the song. He's the DJ, I'm the vampire, for this movie in 1988, which doesn't come out until 1990, which is the same year that French Prince of Bel-Air comes out. What the fuck is that? Uh, that is a... Uh, that's that's just the universe playing tricks with your mind, Sam. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I just, like, walk around. It was this movie... I had to take laps because of this movie twice. One... <laughs> When he does the song, he's the DJ, I'm the vampire, and the movie lets you watch the whole song, and you're like, I gotta t- I gotta pause this and take a lap, because I don't know how I feel about Earth anymore, because that shit was terrible. Uh, and then you find out this, and I'm like, oh my god, this is just that doesn't make any sense, nothing makes any sense anymore. <laughs> it's, it's, the, it's, it's, it's those damn Olympians playing tricks. <laughs> They're up to yeah. their hijinks again. Uh, so apparently Dean does music. He, he did his own songs for this. He played guitar. Um, he seems like he was a decent guitarist. Like when he played, he's he was a kind of really shred. decent guitarist. And then he's just a good, he's a, he's a good musician. So not a great singer. he had already switched to bass guitar by this point, but obviously was just a capable of playing whichever, mm-hmm. um, but prefers the bass guitar and in his bands that he sometimes does, he plays bass. Um, Interestingly enough, the reason why he learned to play guitar was in ninth grade, there was a really hot girl named Tammy, and he told her that she he could play guitar and mm-hmm. didn't know how. So he, in his own words, he's, I had to learn how to play guitar relatively quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and then his friend's like, well, if you can learn how to play Stairway to Heaven all the way through, you'll basically be able to play everything. So like X amount of months later, he can play Stairway to Heaven all the way through. And... uh 
then gets put on TV for not that. Okay. Right. Right. Um, his eyebrows. Yes, basically. Uh, beyond that, that he has these bands. One of them is called the Thornbirds. Uh, <gasps> I love that TV show. Yeah, yeah. We, we know. We know. That's why I said that. <laughs> to get you excited about Dean Campbell. <laughs> Cameron. Yep. Dean Cameron. Cameron. Dean Campbell. Who's Dan? Dan. Dan Campbell and the Lions are in everyone's minds and hearts right now. This stop, is ridiculous. Stop at Olympians. You're screwing Sam up. You're screwing me up. Um. He directed some music videos for Steel Panther, and they got really chummy. Okay. And so he wrote the songs Girl from Oklahoma and Supersonic Sex Machine are actually written by Dean Cameron. Right on. Which is fucking crazy. (laughs) It doesn't make any sense. He's going to start making less sense. Or it's just being more weird and like, wow, you might be a precious treasure of Americana, (laughs) Dean Cameron. Because Dean has an old man karaoke boy band. Called Koryoki. Koryoki. <laughs> that does performances that inspire and allude to Corey Haim, Corey Feldman, and Corey Hart. Oh my god. Oh my god, it's the Corkies. What is so Koryoki. So it's weird. so weird. Uh, he palled around with Rand- the amazing Randy for a while. The, the, he was one of the main skeptics in that. Um, he had a show. Mm-hmm. A stage production that he put on that is him and another man going back and forth reading his 11 month correspondence to a Nigerian 419 scam, which is the <laughs> 11 months he carried this out. Mark's I there. was able to pull it off for like three weeks and I finally got tired of it. Mark's and this was like, I mean, this guy it. is of my own heart. Dean Cameron is the one living a casual Californian lifestyle. Yes, he is. <laughs> and. It's called. How do you get the Nigerian prince to? Uh, There's not email a real Nigerian 11... prince, Jackie. I know, yeah. but how do you get that person to email you for eleven they months? We'll just keep going until they realize they're being fucked with, and that's why he. The name of it is the Nigerian spam scam scam because he's scamming the scammer. Right. You got to have a plan in place for a scam that elaborate. Yes. That's or at least impressive. like be good enough to like I I, I like just don't think I would have been able well. to when I had the the uh, banner scam and the Don the guy Don Cappuccino trying to make banners that said arms for the children or something like that I was only able to keep him on the hook for like three weeks he was like no they're fucking with me mm-hmm. um, he was able to keep this guy on the hook for eleven months it's incredible yeah, that's 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 something lastly in the uh, Dean Cameron ridiculousness he. Makes the Bill of Rights Security Edition cards. It's a stamped metal card that is the entire Bill of Rights on a stamped piece of metal the size of a normal playing card. Okay. And the purpose of this is for you to put it in your pocket and go to the airport. And when the metal detector goes off, you have to hand the TSA the Bill of Rights that they have to keep. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. You might want to read this. (laughs) 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 Sir, you can't take that on the plane. So I'm reading this and I go back and I'm like, 
when you when you realize what he's doing, then all of a sudden it's like a backwards where all of a sudden the Bill of Rights Security Edition makes it even funnier again. It's oh, <laughs> jokes that jokes that work twice are great. <laughs> what a silly bastard! What a silly bastard! You've got two pages because of, of that Dean silly Cameron bastard. Notes. Almost everybody. No, that's the end of my Dean Cameron. Okay, notes, because of that silly bastard, uh, pretty much everybody gets left on the cutting room floor of the uh, boring bullshit. But I can't really do that to Tony Basil. Yeah. Because we're just going to, like, Mickey is just a thing in the life of this amazing human being who did it all. Why wouldn't David Winters show up in this episode? I, why not? He's sure. Because she's one of the two best students David Winters ever had as a dancer. Okay, David. Famous. She did choreography. David Winters Dance School. What's that? The famous David Winters Dance School. Yeah, David Winters did dance choreography before he did his fucking wacko movies. Okay, I don't remember that, but all right. Yeah, that was well. You have to listen to however whatever episode that was that I talked about that. Like ten of them, probably. Probably ten of them. Um, so she does choreography for Hollywood extensively, um, usually puts herself in the pictures doing some dances, had her first single in 1966, but didn't do her first album until the eighties when her career is sort of like one would think like, oh, you're kind of probably getting ready for retirement. And that's when she gets her big hit or whatever, but she didn't need it. She was already doing everything. Gene Kelly and Elvis. She choreographed and danced for Gene Kelly and Elvis. Like, who the fuck else? You, you can't get anybody. Nobody else would know both of them, let alone, like, Gene Kelly and Elvis <laughs> both going, we need the Tony Basil. I had no idea she was even that old enough to be able to do stuff like that. I thought she was, like, in her 30s when Mickey came out. No. Huh. How about that? How She's, old was she? She was in her 40s. That's, she had to have been. Yeah. I mean, if she was dancing, if she was dancing as an adult and a formally trained, if she's a formally trained Hollywood dance performer in 1964, then she's in her 40s or maybe even 50 when Mickey comes out. What does it mean? It means, gentlemen, that uh, there's still hope for all of us because we're only in our 40s. We could still do something amazing with our lives. She had talent, though. So yeah, if if it's not age related, Jackie, it's t- she had didn't you hear my introduction to this? Uh, yeah, to we, this podcast. I mean, I've we got did. the voice of a forty year old smoker. Yeah, we uh, we regrettably I could make heard it big. that. <laughs> we regrettably heard that, uh, and I'll never get that uh, twenty seconds of my life back. So, uh, Tony Basil. <laughs> yeah, she looks. She's eighty something, and she looks better than any of us right now. So. Yeah, that's not good. <laughs> When they when Baz Luhrmann did Elvis mm-hmm. and Austin Butler has to become Elvis and he's like, there's only one person that can do this. It was Tony Basil. Wow, was tasked with turning Austin Butler into Elvis. <laughs> that is that is that's crazy. She also did a dance choreography for the sort of weird dance sequences that were happening on screen, not on screen, but like in the movie world screens in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Oh, okay, all right. <laughs> And when she was working with uh, 
them, she's like, oh, you know, I worked with them, Sharon Tate, because Jesus, right? She's like, and then, oh, yeah. is there anybody that woman Mickey. doesn't know? Yeah, right. No, there's not anybody that she doesn't know. That's cool. Um, Way before we thought street dancing was a thing, there was a group called The Lockers with that was formed by her. Mm-hmm. And this is probably why I keep screwing it up. Dan Campbell, oh. also known as Campbell Lock, not MCDC. <laughs> and the locking forms are started by the... They basically... Everything that modern dance and street dancing has owes to her and that man. And I believe... I can't... Don't... I'm guessing. I'm pretty sure it's him in the movie. That when they're doing the dance at the end... Uh, yeah, the guy in the leopard suit or whatever it was, kind of. Yeah, like, yeah. I'm. Pr- he's not. The, he's not credited, so I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's the original lockers doing their thing right there. Yeah, maybe. Okay. So yeah, all right, crazy stuff. And yeah. then Mickey wasn't just number one here; it was actually number one everywhere in the world that has a chart. That's it was a big hit. So yeah, some jam of the summer. Uh, this so weirdly- I should probably mention. Okay, go ahead. Real quick, before we get into this, mm-hmm. is that a longtime friend, sometimes listener, Roman, uh, actually was the reason that I found this movie because he had made a suggestion and I was like, eh, but I looked it up and then I went down this rabbit hole and that's how I found this movie. So thanks, Roman. You inadvertently caused a spooktacular movie. Yeah, we were going to do this for the end of Spooktacular, but we just did it anyways because it needed to be done, period. Uh, weirdly, nobody knows about this movie, and I guess part nobody. of that is the canon thing, but it's currently streaming on Prime, which is a pretty you know common avenue for uh, people to uh, find movies, but IMDb which- has a uh, the, the user ratings on this are only 1,000. To put that into context, I compared it to Teen Witch, which has 16,000 ratings. To put that into further comparison, the closest thing we could compare this movie to is apples to apples. The apple has almost 3,000. Nobody knows about this movie, and I find that completely unbelievable. What also I find completely unbelievable is this was the original form of the movie. It was in 16 by 9. It wasn't remastered necessarily, which means it had to have seen a DVD release at some point. Yeah. So it had to get into like a jam pack. Right. Like a 10 pack or something. Right. But nobody's seen it. It's, it's crazy. Nobody has and, seen and this, this movie. Is, this is fodder for the internet. Uh, there is so much. I mean, you, top that can suck it compared to the fucking he's the DJ. I'm the vampire. He's the DJ. I'm the vampire is probably the worst piece of music we've covered on this podcast and it's like it's intentionally that bad like are we sure (laughs) i am because of the jumps and the faces he's making and just all of the things i'm like my god he's made a perfect object it's the worst song ever it's real bad and he has a cucumber shoved down his pants yeah and then he does the white the white dad arms folded thing yeah it's beautiful yeah it's it's trash oh boy so yeah i i I think we've stumbled upon something once again that nobody else knows about because i've never i had never even heard of this movie until jackie threw it out there and i'm like dean cameron i love dean cameron how do i not know about this movie of course we're doing this movie 
But then, yeah, I know. Yeah. Why? Why do I love him? I don't, like, because he's. I elevate like us. the movie Men at Work. Yeah. To being okay, merely because he's in it, right? Because he's living the casual California lifestyle, Sam. That goes a yeah. long ways with people like us. Uh, and yeah, live like, in not California. And if somebody was like, "Oh, you like Men at Work?" Yeah, it's uh, Chaz and his brother, and I'll be like, "No, I'm I'm afraid it's uh, Keith David and Dean <laughs> yeah, Campbell, right. sir." Campbell, Dean Campbell, <laughs> Dean Cameron, Jesus Christ, the okay. goddamn Dan Campbells, both of them. All right, well let's uh, let's get into this. Uh, basically, what we've got going on here is a very complex plot that doesn't make any sense as far as cliche vampire uh, tropes go, but Dean Campbell. Plays a kid-ish, like maybe 20s, mid-20s, forever, 21 vampire who... A late bloomer. Yeah, yeah, a late bloomer. A uh, super late bloomer. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a 300 face. years too late bloomers, yeah. gentlemen. Can we find out why. Yeah. Well, he's he's been a vampire since, since the 17th century, and uh, he's got a mom who's also a vampire, and I don't, how did they become, this is something revealed about the pirates making, how did he become a vampire? Or do we even get I think told? he's born a vampire. So. Like, that's really just his mom. That's just his mom. Okay. All right. Uh, all right. No, I think uh, she gets turned and then she waits for him to get to, you know. No, I eight. think that he's, I think he's born a vampire. He's born a vampire. All right. Uh, oh, anyways, that's weird. At some point in time during his general vampirism, uh, he meets this hot babe and they fall in love and she's attacked by pirates. And I think uh, and one of them kills her with a ham bone. And so now every 22 years, she's reincarnated. Not every 22 years, like immediately, because at the age of 22, she finds Ralph. And they fall in love, but he blows it. And she gets bonked in the head with the ham bone again, and the process repeats, and he just can't. He has to marry her for it to stop. I don't. I, he has to keep her from getting killed by the pirate by a ham bone on Halloween. If he makes it past yeah. Halloween, they get to go on to it. But, uh, I, uh, so that's what's but going you should, on. <laughs> you should mention. You should mention that he has botched this up. 14 times. Yeah. <laughs> and by the time that we come into the picture, this is time 15. Right. For I all, mean, all these years. Late bloomer indeed, friends. Like, has not been able to figure out how to keep a human being alive for t 14 days. Because it's always two weeks before Halloween that he runs into her. Mm -hmm. Never has a plan. Never has no. a plan. I plan he has 22 years to come up with a plan. But he never does. Because he's like, I'm going to wing it. Yeah. Well, usually, I'm just guessing it's about the same every time that up to a certain point, he's just like, I'm going to hide from this. I wouldn't. Again. She, yeah, she's a total smoke show. Hell no, buddy. <laughs> um, so he also has a uh, a mirrored self that he talks to. He can I couldn't, see himself, but it's not so his reflection. It's like his ego. It's his boner. Yeah, his boner. Because he can't get out of the mirror until the cycle is broken oh, or something. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a fucking metaphor, Sam. Nice pickup. It is his boner because, yeah. yeah. Huh. Interesting. It is because when he finally gets out, he's singing about his boner. Right. Yeah. Dresses Elvis. <laughs> 
which was fucking awesome. <laughs> um, so he's got a mom. She's a vampire. She's kind of a, I don't know, free spirit. Is that what we call her? She's just a straight up floozy. She's a free spirit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, she's been around for a long time and she's past that. I should fall in line avenue that women get into, right? She's past that now. She's like, no, I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. I'm eternal. Yeah, I'm a vampire. Okay, so uh, he doesn't want to take part in this year's reincarnation. He's like, I I don't want to do it. I'm just going to screw it up. Uh, so I'm just going to avoid her completely and let her get bonked by Hambone. And uh, we'll see what how I feel in another 22 years um, while being a virgin the entire time. Uh, or maybe... That's not what happens. Like, if he doesn't get involved, then she just lives out her life normally. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But because I, there's no, no reason for a pirate to kill her. No, because it's every, stolen. it's every 22 years. Yes, so, I know. I know. Every so 22 years, every he 22 intervenes, years. thereby getting her killed. Right. But it seems like he's done this before, where he's tried to ignore it. But no matter what, fate pushes him into the her way. The hand bone we, into her way. The hand bone. Yeah, okay. Finds her one way or another, whether or not he gets involved or not. The ham bone shows up and kills somebody. And I like that you say if he doesn't intervene, the pirates would have no motivation to kill her. The pirates have no motivation to kill her at all, Sam. <laughs> no, he, they said that he stole her from the pirate and the pirate was so mad he killed her. So then she just buries a pirate. <laughs> That's fine. We're not dead. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, th- I think pirates, I, if I know one thing about pirates, they'll just kill you with ham bones for looking at them wrong. So <laughs> yeah, okay. she's not safe from pirates and their ham bones. Okay. Anyways, so he's like, he, he he's also got this crew that he hangs out with at this bar. It's just them. It's a blues bar. And apparently nobody likes the blues. Sorry, Bo Diddley. Uh, and so it's just these four people that hang out there and they know he's a vampire and his history and about Mona and everything. So, well, he's this a- is where I get kind of confused because he's sitting there telling them the story, right? Mm-hmm. To uh, Mickey lady, Tony. And no, he said, no, no, no not to his-, his mom is Tony Basil Jackie. Oh, okay. Yeah, the bartender is Susan Tyrell, who's playing Chuck the bartender. Chuck the bartender. Nice. But it kind of seems like the other guy who's drinking at the bar is also a vampire. He's not. He's just his buddy. Yeah, I think he's just heard it a thousand plays. times. He's he's the rhythm guitarist, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah, right? He's heard, he's heard it all. <laughs> over okay. and over and over again. Um. So anyways, he's like, yeah, I'm not doing it. Call. Go, go home. Bye. And promptly he gets ran over by none other than Mona. And yep. she's like, oh, my God, are you OK? He's like, get away from me. I don't want to talk to you. Oh, and she's like, oh, he's kind of handsome. He kisses her, too. He did. And he tells him yeah. that and she he tells her that they're going to fall in love. Yeah. All right. Meanwhile, uh, Thomas Dolby is a casket salesman. Did she plays bass for or something? I'm not sure what he's like. He's a more. I, I don't know if he's got like a funeral home and then he's moonlighting as a music producer he's, because he's, it's L.A. He's got a death park, Sam. But he's got a Cal Worthington commercial with him and dancing ladies for Stanley's death park. 
Stanley's and nothing in that commercial would make you want to be buried. No. <laughs> no, he's got I, I think his deal is wholesale coffins. Okay. Because every time that we see an advertisement for him, he's talking about the coffins. And mm-hmm. so I I think he's just a coffin salesman who's moonlighting as a music person. So what's her relationship to him? He's hooked his wagon onto her and he's like, I love you secretly, and she's like Go to hell, dude. Right. So he's bank. He's bankrolled her whole project. All of their equipment is but was purchased by him. Ah, uh, okay. All right. She he's funding her because she is an aspiring musician as well. Um. All right. So Ralph he goes home. Mom, he uh she has a visitor over. It's uh Tony Cox, famed uh little man, little person from many yep acting roles. Uh, he is trying to find the man in the boat. Or maybe the man in the submarine in the bathtub. He's got a snorkel yeah. and everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. Just making making it a little bit more fun than usual. <laughs> glub glub. <laughs> rub a dub. Rub a dub and rub this. <laughs> okay. There's gotta be a way to work in a soap joke there. Trying to think like, hey, you dropped the soap. No, no, I didn't. It's, I don't know. It's occupied. It's in the prison pocket. <laughs> Try to, I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh, then he goes to bed, Ralphie does, and has a uh, music video dream about pirates and Mona. Is this Hey Mona? I don't know. What is this the song Hey Mona? Yeah, probably. This is the I Need a Hero song. Every woman needs a hero. Okay. Yeah. She's singing it. She's, She's not very good. Her singing ability is subpar. It's not. Doesn't match. Like the. Uh, She's got the look. She doesn't have the voice. No. Uh, yeah, it's too bad. And they just like were they in producing these uh, musical pieces as well. They're just like, ooh, yeah, throw some more reverb at her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they're like, this is twice above what we're allowed to put reverb wise. He's like, yeah, get limit. it a little wetter than that. <laughs> the reverb to eleven. Um, yeah. So he wakes up because at the end of his dream, she gets killed by a by ham and uh so he's like okay i'm not gonna let it happen this time i'm convinced i'm gonna go find her so he heads down to sunset strip and he asks all the axel rose wannabes uh if he's if they've seen a uh lady that looks pretty hot but can't sing so good and uh nobody's seen her but eventually he uh he finds her in this club called club hell and uh, yeah, she's doing a, a sexy jungle song uh, behind bars, and uh, he sees her. She sees him, and they have a moment. And she freezes up like Mitch McConnell in front of a microphone. Heyo! And uh, then some guys start climbing up the bars of the cage. To I guess where'd they go? <laughs> where are they going? What are you guys doing? They just. Go up there and They disappear. made it up to the catwalk. They're like, I guess we have to take the stairs down. <laughs> like, what, what are you guys doing? 
Did they were they like checking her health? Like, did she have a stroke? Is that what they were thinking? Or like, hey, this lady stopped singing. That means we can jump her bones down. Like, I don't know what they where, I, where, where are you going, guys? This, yeah, this is a club. She sings. Stop singing. You know, just go get a drink or something. I don't know. Anyways, uh, so then he disappears, and uh, then he goes backstage. She's backstage. They meet up down back there. And uh, she's pulled away by Stanley because Stanley is is super jelly and uh, he doesn't yeah. want her talking to any other dudes. And so all he, all she gets is his name and that's it. And then he's promptly chucked out. Ralph is chucked right out. He's bounced. Mm-hmm. Thrown into garbage. The, with, with the what's that on your shirt bounce. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that pulled into a bounce before. So that was fun. <laughs> <coughs> So back to the bar, back to the bar he goes, and uh, he he's like, uh, I told her I was in a band. I w- I'm not in a band. I told her I play guitar, so I better learn how to play guitar real quick. He does that in this movie. I told her I was in a band. I'm not in a band. Yeah. I better start a band real quick. It's like parale- paralleling but his he life. doesn't. He's already a musician. And in the opening scenes, he's playing an organ. Um, so he's like, assemble band because he's already got one. His friend, the rhythm guitarist. I don't, he doesn't, I don't even know if he has a name. And then he, he's palling around with Bo Diddley. So he's going to do all right. Yeah. But they weren't. And then they go on this weird montage though, where they, they're trying out different kinds of bands mm-hmm. based off their outfits. Right. I thought it was kind of comical. It was weird. So, but they finalize on the name Rockula. He yep. is Rockula. And because he's not that's shy. what his said. Yeah, he's not shy about implying that he's a vampire to his, his adoring fans. And, like, immediately they're booked at Club Hell. She gets a flyer for the show. They go there, and Rockula performs, and the fans... <laughs> Go absolutely apeshit for it, even though I think Rockula is like the worst. Rockula is so much better than Mona. Uh, Mona's terrible. Yeah, but looks good. <laughs> yeah. Um, she's a good dancer. She's a good dancer. Mona's a good dancer. But like. Wouldn't this just be a thing that would have hit really hard had they been, you know, younger? Fra- you could have, in L.A. in 1988, packaged up some younger, fresher, tight pants dudes with this same vampire thing, and it would fucking run. Right? Oh, man, I don't know about that. Rockula really sucks, Sam. I don't know. You, you maybe don't call it Rockula, but <laughs> just the vampire thing. I mean, Johnny Depp did it with the Hollywood vampires is like 20 years later. Yeah, but uh, their music stinks. So does Hollywood vampires. Yeah. <laughs> They're terrible. Um, so, like, but the ladies are just all a pawns. Mona is, like, transfixed by them. Uh, and so she meets up with him backstage or something, and he walks her home, and things are going swimmingly, and they plan a date for the next day. All while Stanley I'm, is stalking them. 
the amount of women that throw at him throw themselves at him throughout this mm-hmm. picture are pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. And they're all doing a good job because they look like crazy fans. <laughs> they're pulling it off. Well, and you forgot to mention that he got a kiss on the cheek. Oh, big time. Yeah. Um, that is a clear indicator for, you know, those listeners struggling with ladies. If she kisses you on the cheek, that's a good sign. Or if she just skips that and heads right down for the BJ. Yeah, starts yep. just jerking on your wiener. How's that? Is that? Where's that rank on, like, how things are going? I'm not really sure. I think she was sending me signals. What was she doing? <laughs> Yanking on my wiener. I didn't know what to do next. <laughs> what I just kind of froze. What if she pushes you down and puts her butt on your nose? Is that good? <laughs> or is that like getting pawned? <laughs> Come on, Jackie, tell us. Tell us, oh, <laughs> Swami of dating advice. <laughs> I, you know, I've never thrown somebody down and put my asshole on their nose. So um, I would, I'm would. i going to say that that is probably a sign to eat shit and that they are disrespecting you. And you should leave that woman because obviously she doesn't care enough about your personal space not to stick her dirty asshole in your face. Or she just uh, killed you in Halo. What if she whips oh. out a, uh, a, a knee-high boot and then proceeds to step on your balls? Where's that at? <laughs> Some dudes I don't think- like that. But I, don't think- I hope that she's asking for consent before <laughs> she starts ball stomping. Usually they want a few hundred dollars before they're even going to start doing that. Well, in, you, usually, Sam, and you, you and I experience, but, uh, you know, this yeah. is a fantasy movie. <laughs> Fan- yeah. So they just so- have freelancing ball stompers? Yeah. I mean, that's what I did in Vegas for a week. <laughs> right. And, <sighs> I mean, I earned enough to send me and Justin to Mexico for two years. Yeah, it was, it and was I only on, had to work part-time. It's on, it was because we were kidnapped, you know, but, uh, we could, you know, it, uh, it worked out. Uh, just dressed up like she wolf of the SS and uh, stomped on some balls. Uh, anyways, so uh, there, things are going well there, according to Jackie. Uh, meanwhile, Stanley is visiting a fortune teller who's hiding her face, like oh god damn it, and uh, she tells him the whole thing. Like, here's what you're gonna do: you're gonna dress up as a pirate and with a with a particular peg leg style of peg leg, uh, bedazzled. And uh, you're going to hit her with a ham bone and and she'll love me. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Uh, but you got to kill her with a ham bone. Mm-hmm. No, the, the plan is to knock her out with a ham bone, but he's going to cryogenically freeze her so that she cannot. That's his thinking. But the fortune teller is pretty insistent that he has to kill her with the ham bone. If she's dead, then he can cryo her whatever. Right. Whatever you want after you whack yeah. her to death, buddy. She's got to hand bone that. Really she should have really gotten into some details. He's not very bright. Like Stanley is not. If you want her to, if you want her to look good in your cryogenic freezer, hit her in the back of the head. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that way you don't have to look at the front bashed in part. Yeah, and I wonder if she ever explained to him about you know how the cryogenically freezing would work. How how you know. He'd have to set up a lab to to build the tube and then trap her into it. And the amount of visual light that comes out of the cryo tube to not look into it. Otherwise, you'll be blinded by science. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, man. That one took a while. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Science. <laughs> poetry in motion. These <laughs> songs are awesome. <laughs> song rules. It does. And it shouldn't. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. <laughs> she blinded me. <laughs> what the fuck was that guy? <laughs> what are you doing in this song, old man? <laughs> I'm astounded at how good he does as an actor in this, too, because yeah, right. he's knocking it out of the park. Yeah, Thomas. Thomas he doesn't Dorn. really get songs. I guess they used one of his songs because I mm-hmm. wait through to watch all the way to the end of the credits to see yeah, who's do doing too. what songs. Right. I think it was. I think it was the uh, the. Like he wasn't performing it. I think I heard it was kind of the moopy one that didn't yeah. have a music video, I think was his. Anyways. Um, so uh uh he's like cool fortune teller. Uh meanwhile, Rockula has is on their second performance and they've they've shifted to the hip hop, as we've much discussed, and it is it sucks. <laughs> They got gold records and gold chains on. Yeah. And they're jumping all over in tracksuits. There's like a voice that is supposed to be Bo Diddley, but it's like, oh, you got to go over there. <laughs> Stop it, new. And then he's directly addressing that voice. Are you the DJ? <laughs> yeah. No, I'm the vampire. It's, it's as if it... Like, I don't usually spoil things or, like, text, watch out for this, look out for, look out from above if I think <laughs> I've started the movie first. But I had to text Justin, he's the DJ, I'm the vampire, has made me ill. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's the worst. Truly the worst. Uh, okay, so after the concert, they smooch. And uh, uh, they're mid-smooching. And then he just bails. Because he now has to go have a music video where he's sad. And I think that this is the worst music video in the entire movie. It's not the worst song. It's very Nothing's Gonna Stop Us Now from Mannequin. But it is the worst music video I have ever seen. Because he's like bummed out that they smooched. And so he's walking the streets at night. But where he walks to is a homeless encampment. Yeah, so he's like, is that before or after he gets hit by the car? Yeah, he gets that's hit. That's after he gets yeah. hit by the car. He's hit by a car. And he's like singing to the car windshield, and she's kind of half-assed chasing him. And then they become lost among street urchins. Right? <laughs> Fucking skid row. There's burning and barrels and everything. <laughs> they like find out after all this nonsense... They found out that the whole music video was in their kiss. Right. <laughs> but then it cuts to them watching that part of the music video on their own TV, and her song is actually their song. Right. It's it's what? Mona featuring Rockula. Yeah. But you missed yeah, the best part of the like, music video. What's the best part? Bum children. Nothing says, let's find love together like homeless children. (laughs) Those children are there watching the video with them. I know. They're uh, the the visiting visiting kids. Did you find out anything about visiting kids? Yeah. It was a weird Devo side project. (laughs) Children? (laughs) Yeah, they would do the music and these kids would sing and do weird shit on stage. Oh, my God. It's in this movie. 
That's what the fuck? What the fuck, 80s? God damn it. Because they're like, why are these kids keep showing up? Whose fucking kids are these? They show up through the whole goddamn movie. Visiting Devo's children. kids. Damn it, Devo. I don't know about that, guys. <laughs> that seems... No. Well, yeah. he even says it was Mona's idea to include these homeless children in the video. Homeless children. Nothing gives me hope. Like so in the movie homes. world, she's like... I took these kids from the streets and kept them. <laughs> and Stanley's like, that's going to cost me a lot of money. Finders keepers. <laughs> and so he turns them into the stage act to try to recoup some of his losses on their sandwiches. <laughs> right. Bomb but then, children. But then, you know, Stanley's got his own premiere that he's also kicking off. Mm-hmm. And it's his new line of coffins. Right. And he is a Zen coffin guru that has two women that are on one on either side of him. They're also Zen gurus. And then he starts showcasing the different coffins. And Mm -hmm. I want to say the first one was, I can't remember the first one. I just remember the second one. Was, do you like when your wife screams at you and belittles you? Well, now you can record her voice and put it in the coffin, like one of those cards that you give people where you can record your voice. And the hillbilly guy that comes out and he's like, I have never felt like she has left and belittled me. I come every day. And then he takes a bow. Thanks to you. I don't miss her one bit. (laughs) Yep. And he's got a a coin slot coffin that pops up flowers if you put in a couple nickels. Yeah, that was the first one for yeah. 50 cents and, you know, 10%. So 10 cents of every flower that you have pop up uh, will be donated to the charity of your choice. Oh, very nice. Mm. And uh, he's got a rotisserie coffin uh, so that the dead can roll over in their graves. It's helpful. Yeah. Yep. Speaking of dead and being buried, uh, how about that Bobby Knight, Sam? Yeah, that was pretty sad. Bury me upside down so the critics can kiss my ass. Yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways. Uh, so, yeah, she's like pissed off at him. Like, how dare you interrupt my wait, 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 bomb wait. children music party. But then he introduces at the very end of the commercial. And by now, the two guru women are in the background fighting. And then he, he announces the cryogenic. Right. So you can keep them forever. And that's when she shuts him down. Right. Go, Justin. Okay. So that's that's it. Oh, Stanley knows. Oh, I thought you were that... gonna do an impression. No, of what? How dare you interrupt my video, you fucking asshole! That's just you doing Cartman. No, I was trying to do a lady's voice, but my voice is so um fucked up from being sick that I can't get my voice high enough to sound nice. So your sick voice so... is just Cartman. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Weird. But Tani's bitching about her having to watch more of these goddamn mortuary commercials in her own apartment. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody likes them. All right. So they decide to go to mom's for dinner. And the mom is just very, she's not uh, discreet at all. She continually talks about how old they are and how long they've been around and how many people, that famous people that they've met. And she keeps calling her their fiance and yada, yada, yada. And uh, Mona's very getting very confused. 
so who's the big wrestler guy with Ash. the Rick Hilt? Zumwalt. Rick Zumwalt. Yeah. Is he an Championship. actual wrestler? He's an arm wrestler. Okay. He's make this is he's making his second appearance on our program. Excellent. Because his first is the guy at the end of Over the Top. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, uh, she's she's got her new bow over there, and her new bow. He's motorboating the shit out of her. Yep, he uh, he really likes her, and she gets a musical number about I don't know what what was her musical number about. I think it, I wrote down, "Hi, I'm Tony Basil. I can actually sing and dance." Uh, yeah, uh, and the, the night, the night. Oh yeah, the night. Nobody yeah, owns the night, but you will love the night. Love is a battlefield. It's just, it sounds like Pat Benatar to me. But anyways, uh, Mona is very confused by the whole exchange. She's like, what the fuck is going on with this place? And Yeah, uh, the, the actress nails it right here because she just kind of sits there with her gob open like, yeah. what the fuck, do I clap? What is going like, on in this picture? I why thought is your mom was... dressed in lingerie? <laughs> a really good forward cut afterwards because they're standing they're just sitting there watching you're like what the fuck are you doing and then it forward cuts to them in the car and he's like yeah my mom's kind of weird <laughs> she's like yeah hey look a cemetery so they stop they go into the cemetery and he tells her the whole truth he's like look um i want i wanted to tell you this the whole time i'm batman she's like oh that's cool no i'm I, i'm sorry I, i'm man bat Sorry. Man bat. Yeah, man bat. Oh, uh, man. His little bat guy is not. Yeah, she's almost buying it. Like, so he turns gross. into a crappy little bat thing. Like a. In this. I don't know. Greenplay, they call it bat dork. Bat dork. Okay. He's like. He's like two feet tall, maybe. He's got a person's face with makeup on it. And wings. he's a fat bat he's a, gremlin. He's a fat bat gremlin, right? With a big butt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally he, takes the sexy out of the vampirism right there. He can't fly or do anything cool. He just wanders around, and you assume that he smells bad because they're making bad smell noises. <laughs> he he's like, it sounds like he's Ugh, I'm a little bat now. Rub the do. My pants <laughs> fell down. <laughs> Can you see my little bat wiener? Station. <laughs> yeah. The station is way awesome compared to this bat. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, he sucks. I mean, this crappy <laughs> little bat thing is terrible. <laughs> when it happens, I, I, I almost, I'm in my office clapping com the computer screen by myself. Like, welp. You did it. I didn't think you were going to do anything shittier than that rap song, but you did it. <laughs> She's like, ah, it runs away. Like, nope. Ah, you suck. And so he, she, like, she runs away. He sucks so bad as a man bat. That she packs her bags and she's got to fucking leave L.A. Like she's headed to the airport. Yeah. Where are you going? She's Back had to Oklahoma. Enough. Yeah, she's had enough of this bat weirdo. I think I'm a vampire. She's had enough of the L.A. bullshit, right? Where, <laughs> where she's like, yeah, everybody thinks they're a goddamn vampire here, and 
then did you see the wiener on that bat? Like, hell no. If that's what LA has to offer me, I'm fucking out of here. That bat wiener was so gross looking. Jackie's always with the wieners. Ah, yeah, that's, uh, you're probably right. That was the one thing that pushed her over the edge. Fuck you, LA. Speaking of LA, I was just about to say, yeah, fuck you, Chili Peppers. There was a dude wearing a Chili Peppers sh- shirt in this movie. Like they just, yeah, that's uh, they 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 made a note that that's the lead singer of the Surf Punks, which is a LA band that is mediocre, probably. Probably, yeah. All right, so uh, she like her luggage falls out of the airport shuttle car. The airport shuttle car, like, breaks down or something. He just starts, like, tossing shit out of the back of it uh-huh. and then drives off. And this is not something that you... This is something you could experience taking a shuttle from LAX. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, she, her luggage gets opened up and she sees a caricature that got drawn on, I think, their first date or their second date or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, oh... Oh, I miss my time with him. Even though it was just this morning that I put this fucking caricature in my bag, I would have looked at it then too. I don't uh, I have some continuity Meanwhile, issues right there. She's being robbed by the. Uh, yeah, who was that guy that took something? He took like some sunglasses or panties. I couldn't tell. I don't. It was vague. I thought vague. it was a bag of drugs, but I couldn't tell either. All right, so Stanley. He's gotten the peg leg, the bedazzled peg leg from Madame Benoit, uh, who it turns out is Ralph's mom. No, no, duh. Uh, she's trying to sabotage the whole thing because Ralph's her little boy and she doesn't want him to grow up and move away. Find love, all that. She's been doing it the whole yeah. time, probably. Yep. Uh, so back to Ralph and Mona. They're reunited to the once again by the bum children who are performing a song that sounds no way else but the united states of beef (laughs) (laughs) i wrote that down too it's it's supposed to be the united states of beef but i had to back it up because i heard (laughs) united states of beef and i heard it the second time too there's a place we can go where no one is judged or hurt or uh, depressed. It's called the United States of Beef. <laughs> so party on Wayne and party on Garth. <laughs> yeah. I would like to go to there. I mean, they're not wrong. I'm always feeling great when I'm at the United State of Beef. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because they're like, you're going to have to go on for Mona. She didn't show up. So her the keyboardist robin instead what happens is she just does some pirouettes in front of some kids doing air drums singing united states of beef i've seen weirder shows (laughs) so then stanley he swings in and he grabs mona like what do you call this act the aristocrats god damn it Oh, my God. It's not dirty, but it's funny. (laughs) (laughs) So Stanley swings in 
like a swashbuckling pirate, and he nabs Mona, and they he takes her to this weird room. Uh, Ralphie has to find her, and he makes a deal with his mirrored self to say, uh, "You're my best friend." So I guess he's like bridged that part of his boner. Like he's 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 now he's in touch with his boner. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, who can't catch up to a guy that has a peg leg strapped on him that right. fell down he coming tripped. out of the bathroom <laughs> trying to up. use this stupid thing? So he gets in the room and they sword fight with the ham bone and the peg leg. Yep. And uh, Mona co- or uh, the mom comes in and she's like, yes, it was me this whole time. But I, I've changed my mind. Mona's too wonderful. And my bo- I need to let my bo- boy go. But then she gets totally boned in the head. Sam. He says it in the movie. He's like, you boned my mom. Yeah, but she gets boned in the head. She's a real bonehead. God damn it. (laughs) It's two Bill and Ted references in one podcast. Actually, like in 10 minutes. We should do that more often. Uh, Yeah. So, uh. Then Ralph, he turns into a bat and farts like around, like he takes some steps and each time he, and yep. it causes Stanley to go, oh, and falls into his cryogenic tube and gets frozen. By his own, uh, he's, he's affirmed his affirmational uh, voice. It's like he's getting, he's actually in an echo chamber right there Mm because it's his voice Mm -hmm. telling him the things that his dick is his nine iron and all this. And he's like, ah, I was right. And he's killed by his own affirmations, I guess. (laughs) But it's after midnight. He did it. Yay. They can live happily ever after. And they get in the car and I think he tries to bite her and she says something, but the dogs were doing something or Jackie was talking and I don't know what she said. She said no hickeys. Oh, okay. All right, well, I guess I'm going to outlive you then. Yeah. And the mirror self breaks the glass and emerges as Elvis and sings his song, which the first line is, there's a party in my pants, want to take a gander. (laughs) Pretty cool stuff. (laughs) That's what we get left with is the Elvis song. The Elvis song is fucking crazy. I was like, really? What? Because he like leans into the... that one. Uh-huh. Like, he does as much Elvis as he can do, and I was impressed. Yeah. Maybe Tony Basil had a hand in that training as well. <laughs> you times. know, I knew him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the movie. Uh, wild shit. Jackie, questions. Does he turn her eventually? I mean, she's going to start getting pretty old at some point. You know, maybe a good idea. Get that bite. Seems like there's no real negatives to being a vampire in this movie. But he's such a fucking wiener. He's a wiener. He can't even defend himself from the bums who beat him up during their romance song. True, true. What is that? Like, are you implying that he needs a vampire to, like, be his enforcer because he's a weenie? Like, 
I, I kind of think so. I think like in this movie, the women vampires have all the strength because his mom seems to be doing just fine. But maybe he's just a wiener. Maybe he's just a yeah. wiener. Yeah. All right. I think he eventually turns her, though, because she won't quit nagging him. I think it's a good idea. But my question is, if she wasn't a vampire to begin with, what the hell was she? Some lady. But why does she get to get reincarnated every 22 I years? I don't know. In order to just get hit How in does the head that with a hand bone. His boner manifest as a, another him in a mirror. This plot is just ridiculous. I mean, it's not even like a 13-year-old wrote it. It's like a weirdo wrote it. Yeah, no, it uh, it plays for Nonsense November. Nonsensical November. It Yeah, double whammy for me. But I, I don't think it's supposed to make sense, Sam. It's just, don't worry about that part. Don't worry about that, yeah. But she, worry about this, these songs and She gets hit in the, the head every 22 years with the ham bone? Why do pirates have ham bones? Don't worry about that part. Yeah. So... I guess I'm not going to worry about that part. It's just, that's what it is. Okay. All right. Uh, Sam, question? Do you think they had a singing audition for Tawny Ferrey? No. A.K.A. Mona. I think she walked in the door. And uh, they said, you'll do. We've got lots of reverb. Reverb, you'll be fine. And then she starts singing and they're like, we don't have enough reverb. I've given her all she's got, Captain. (laughs) (laughs) Don't go in there, Spock. It's not worth it. <laughs> Have you heard her? Yes, it is. <laughs> the needs of the many. Oh, the needs of the few. Yeah. <laughs> She's that bad. <laughs> okay, so uh, my question is, what's the deal with perms? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, so like the cat, the phantom cat, the killer cat on a boat with... Uh, George yeah. Kennedy, coach's daughter. She's got a perm and she's fucking smoking hot, right? This yeah. Tawny Freer lady's got a perm. She's smoking hot. But anybody you have ever met in your life, including all of our mothers, at one point said, I'm going to get a perm today. And they came back and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, how I, I, maybe, how maybe it's like a com- comparison thing where you're like, if you hadn't seen him before, you don't think it's ridiculous? <laughs> like, oh, that looks all right. But if you had known him before you saw them with the perm, you'd be like, what'd you do to your head? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Because I mean, Or it- that a good perm just costs way too much money. Yeah, maybe. Jackie, got you, you've done hair. What's the, uh, what's the rule? Perms are not... Um- there's really no difference. There there are different strengths of perm depending on how strong your hair is, right? Mm-hmm. So it's really about the roller size that you put in. And then if you fucking leave it on too long, it will frizz the hell out of their hair. It doesn't matter how much product they put in. So if somebody's being a real bitch to you as a client, you just let them sit there for an extra five minutes and know that they're just fucked. Okay. All right. So basically what you're saying is it really kind of doesn't matter, which leads me to believe that. If you're a hot lady, you're going to be a hot lady with or without a perm. But if you're our moms, well, you're just going to be our moms, but with mm-hmm. well, stupid hair. Some of the, <laughs> well, and I think that the lead actress in this, she doesn't have a perm. She has naturally curly you hair. You think? That's really cur- naturally curly she hair. She doesn't. 
every other picture of her out of this movie doesn't have curly hair. Okay, yeah, it's got to be a perm. Jacks. Well, you can always straighten it. Yeah, I don't know. If she if this is her naturally curly hair, we should probably get some of that DNA and clone her. Like mm. we should probably something we want to do scientifically cuz that's a specimen. Oof. She looks like uh, a hot Elizabeth Banks with boobs. Yeah. Yeah. She did General Hospital for quite a few years. General Which is after this, right? After this. Huh. Yeah. All right, uh, that's uh, that's what uh, we're. Well, it's uh, recommendation time. Uh, I'll go first. Yep, it's due for me. I super liked it. It was fun. It was stupid. It was weird. Uh, and honestly, I think it's the best dancicle outside of Breaking Two Electric Boogaloo that we've done on this podcast. The songs were awful, but they were fun. They were so yeah. bad, it's good. Like, yeah, they hurt kind of in a way. But it's a good pain. It's like it's yeah. like uh, tequila. Uh, so yeah, do it for sure, Sam. Absolutely, do it. It's almost a stop what you're doing right now and watch it. Yeah, almost. Yeah, more people should be talking about this movie. Jackie. Yeah. Oh, it's a 100% do for me. I like the costumes. I like the silliness. I like the awkward. Uh, songwriting and the terrible dancing and costumes that they had on stage, you know, to promote themselves. Like at one point the, the blues guy had a pair of bats on his head, yeah, you know, that were part right, of a headband right. that were boinging around in uh-huh. one of the songs. And I, you know, it's like these weird things that you see like in the background that I don't think were intentional, mm-hmm. but somebody's like, this is going to be so fucking funny. It's like when you do a video with your friends. Yeah. And you just kind of let people roll. And I I don't know. I just felt like it was just a good time all around. Yeah. Even though this was a short podcast, because it is a danceable, there's not a lot of the content is filled with songs. Uh, yeah. So it's, there's not a lot of content to talk about in a podcast, but there is a lot to co- of content to enjoy with your eyes and ears. Um, so definitely do that. Uh, next week is my pick. Uh, we are not going to do Christmas picks this early, Jackie. Sorry to disappoint. We are going to do some uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, starting with Blood Sport 3. Blood Fist 3. Blood Fist 3? Blood Fist Skipping 3. right over Blood Fist yeah, 1 and 2. I don't think they make good podcasts. I've seen them both. But uh, Blood okay. Fist 3 is supposed to be the one that starts the whole thing okay. off. So, boy, I hope you guys like Don the Dragon Wilson because you got a lot of it coming for the next few weeks. <laughs> uh, anyways, it's currently streaming on Tubi. So, uh, if you want some karate in your face, go get that. No ham bones, I promise. Uh, enjoy your week, guys. Get to the chopper. Uh, oh, wait, Jackie's got didn't... stuff. Didn't you have a uh, listener, listener feedback, feedback that you wanted to do oh, yeah, from the I last think, time? Yeah, I did. I did. Let's let's find that listener feedback. Uh, talk amongst yourselves while I go ahead and do that. Did you know that Jason Schwartzman's older brother shot this movie? I did not know that. Yeah, John mm-hmm. Schwartzman. He also shot Jurassic World and Seabiscuit, so <laughs> made it out alive. Okay. All right. Wow. And we should probably give a shout out to all the friends. Uh, Fans out there for Matthew Perry, who passed away this last week as oh, well. Yeah, that was too bad. Uh, somebody else died that was relevant to us. I can't remember who it was. I don't know. Uh, yeah, we do have listener feedback this week. It's on our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Uh 
Go there. Like us. Talk to us. Do those things. Uh, This comes from Adam Peterson. Uh, He comments and says, a couple more random suggestions listening to the Coronasode after The Wizard. So this is an older episode he's talking about. A handful of IIRC full moon flicks, arcade and crash and burn. Sam, you're a full moon flick guy. You ever heard of arcade mm-hmm. I and haven't. Crash, or burn? crash and burn? No. Okay. Both starring the incomparable 90s B movie starlet Megan Ward. Arcade was maybe 93. Crash and burn was 90. One is a killer VR movie. The other is Battle Mechs, much like the another 90s B movie staple Robo- Robot Jocks. Okay, 89, but close enough. Must have edited this comment. Uh, unfun fact: the much shit talked about guy who played Lucas that everyone wanted to punch slash die in a fire from the wizard. I don't remember Lucas. <laughs> Am I guessing he's Fred Savage's nemesis in the video game battle? Anybody? He's the probably the kid with the fucking glove. That's a douche. That's all yeah, of them. that kid. Oh yeah, he, no, there was just the one kid that had the douche. We were know? like, there's everybody had a kid that was rich enough yeah. to have this shit, and they right. were Canadian tuxedos that were like different colors, and they were all named Rick or Steve. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, well, he went down in 2004 for molestation. So good Ooh. instincts there, gang. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow. <laughs> shit. Yeah, not a good guy. Uh, nope. Hope, hope he's having a bad time uh, right now. Uh, anyways, that's, uh, that's that comment. Thanks, Adam. Actually reminds me, the listeners should hold me to this. They need to make me do a two minute short film called Ricula. (laughs) Oh boy. Rick the vampire. Are you going to do it in your backyard? Oh yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That would be so awesome. No, he's going to do it on the streets of Hong Kong, Jackie. Yeah. <laughs> Bangkok Dangerous Part 2. Ricula. Ricula. Uh, Sam, I would mark those movies down as ones that you might want to take yeah. a look at as uh, ideas for future episodes. Uh, okay, that's going to be it, guys. Enjoy your week. Get to the chopper.